Hey there, folks. Inflation is slowly reducing as central banks again regain control. But what will this mean for the economy next year? And is it the end of rate rises? I'm Aaron Young. Let's find out. Now, streaming right around the world, this is Ticker Today. So great to be with you wherever you are joining us from. Also on Ticker Today, as the world gradually recovers from the pandemic, employers are increasingly pushing for their staff to return to the office after years of remote work. We'll tell you why and how, but first... Monthly inflation in Australia continues to decline, questioning the recent RBA interest rate hike and reducing the likelihood of another increase next week. Meanwhile, OPEC has postponed a recent meeting due to disagreements on supply restrictions contributing to falling oil prices. For more, we're joined by Matt Grudenoff, the senior economist at the Australia Institute. Matt, great to speak with you. Talk to us about the factors contributing to the ongoing decline in monthly inflation in Australia. Well, I think that the supply shocks that were the initial uh, thing that set this inflation episode off uh, are gradually basically working their way through the system across the globe. And what we've seen is across the globe, inflation come down. Um, in Australia, the monthly inflation is again down, continuing that trend, having peaked last year. In the US, their most recent um, inflation figures have also shown a considerable drop. Um, and in fact, the US dollar has depreciated on the back of the fact that markets now think that the, the next US interest rate um, movement will be a cut, not a rise. Talk to us about the impact the RBA's interest rate decisions uh, when it comes to inflation. Obviously, the reason we have seen 15 interest rate increases over the past few years has been because of inflation. But just last month, they decided uh, to increase. There have been some expectations there could be a December rate rise as well in Australia. What are your thoughts of the likelihood of that now? I think a December rate is off the table with the most recent monthly inflation figures. I also think that the most recent figures have basically shown that perhaps the RBA was wrong in increasing rates in November. Uh, people were surprised that they increased rates. Um, the new governor was uh, quite um, aggressive in her language, so it wasn't a complete surprise. But the fact that uh, inflation is continuing to move down um, shows that perhaps um, further interest rate rises are not needed at all and the most recent one wasn't needed either. And talk to us about decreasing inflation data from the United States as well we've been seeing. Has that been influencing market expectations regarding future interest rate movements and also the value of the US dollar and the Australian dollar too? Yeah, absolutely. So we've seen the uh, US dollar depreciate, mainly because the inflation figures were so good in the US um, that uh, we now the markets now think that certainly interest rate rises are off the table. Um, and as the US economy slows, uh, we might actually see a cut in the future. And so particularly the US, um, US exchange rate, the Australian dollar has appreciated because while uh, US uh, interest rate um, rises an hour off the table. Uh, we're not sure what will happen early next year in Australia. We might see more rises from the RBA. And if we do, then obviously the interest rate differential between Australia and the US will close um, and the and the Australian dollar has appreciated on top of that. And an appreciating Australian dollar will actually put downward pressure on inflation as imports become cheaper. 
Interesting that you make that point about the potential for next year, there still being interest rate rises. Do you think that that is the case or will they now hold for quite some time? Because there will be a lot of pressure to reduce interest rates. There are a lot of people hurting at the moment, um, keeping in mind that 10 years ago, rates were well above 5%. That then was considered cheap, but people's mortgage rates and, and home uh, cost living expenses, credit card costs, etc., are really high at the moment. Do you think that there will be call to either hold next year on rates or even to reduce rates? I don't think there's any need for any more interest rate rises. I think that those uh, uh, cost shocks that have gone through the economy are now easing um, and that the inter uh, interest rate rises are not going to accelerate uh, the, the decline in inflation. That said, the uh, RBA are obsessed with inflation. They want to get it down as fast as possible, and they really only have one tool, and that is interest rates. And so they tend to uh, use that tool. So there's still, I think, uncertainty. I think they probably won't increase interest rates next year, but with the RBA, it's hard to tell. Um, I, I think it's almost certain they won't increase in December, but come um, February, we're going to get the quarterly CPI, which is a better a measure of inflation at the end of January. I think when we get those figures, we'll get a much better read on what's going to happen to interest rates early next year. And just finally, talk to us about OPEC, the role that they're playing in all of this as well. We're talking about the economy starting to slow. Um, we've been seeing this meeting delay too. Yeah, look, um, OPEC uh, had to delay their meeting. Now, that's not super uncommon when they can't come to an agreement. Uh, we've seen uh, oil prices fall by about 20% over the last couple of months. Uh, usually, we'd expect OPEC to cut back on production. Um, but recently, we've seen uh, Russia and Saudi Arabia voluntarily cut above their quota. And I think what they're basically looking for from the other members is for them to start doing some more heavy lifting. There's resistance from that. I think OPEC will go behind closed doors, try and work out um, whether or not they, they are actually going to cut, and then they'll have that meeting. They don't like public dissent amongst its members. Um, so until we get an agreement, I, won't ex I wouldn't expect an OPEC meeting until they have that agreement. Matt Grudinoff from the Australia Institute. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks for chatting with me. As the world gradually recovers from the pandemic, employers are increasingly pushing their staff to return to the office after years of remote work, the driving force behind the push, the sharp decline into commercial property values, which has left so many businesses concerned about their real estate investments. Commercial property values have actually plunged in the wake of the pandemic, with many companies downsizing or reconsidering their office space needs, this putting pressure on employers to reevaluate their remote work policies and encourage employees to now return to the office. All right, well, consumers should brace themselves for higher fuel prices during the upcoming holiday season as we approach Christmas and New Year's. Many are preparing for festive gatherings and travel, but there's a cloud of uncertainty looming over the price of petrol. Joining us to discuss this is Jessica Amir, market strategist at Moomoo. Jessica, great to have you with us here at Ticket. Talk to us about what we have been seeing because uh, obviously Black Friday sales, Cyber Monday sales have been at a record. Um, you might think that will be driving up inflation, but then we've got these oil prices as well. Yeah, spot on. So I guess it's pretty complex, but you just pretty much touched on it with the prior guests. So we've got the OPEC meeting that's actually taking place on Thursday. And so it's probably going to be likely that they're going to extend their production cuts. Um, but we'll get a bigger picture of that tonight in the US. 
Yeah, well, talk to us about that, uh, what we are expecting there, because the concern about the oil prices, obviously there's been the war in Ukraine, which really pushed up inflation last year. Now, almost two years later, we're dealing with another war in the worst possible place being the Middle East when it comes to oil prices as well. Uh, What is your expectation? What what can we expect out there for, say, the next few weeks as we head into that all-important Christmas season? Well, the oil price is down 18%, but it's moved up off its low over the past couple of sessions. So think about this, the oil price is actually up 8%. So we know it takes about two to four weeks for higher oil prices to translate to higher prices at the Bowser. And also the reason that the oil price is higher is because, of, as you touched on, you know, retail trade is at record levels. Obviously, there's a lot of people out and about. Uh, we know that travel from China has picked up significantly and that puts uh, a huge price floor under the oil price. And the reason I say that is because there's something called desolates, uh, which is basically diesel fuel. And diesel fuel is also a big driver of oil demand. So oil demand has actually increased at a time, you know, when oil has been heavily oversold, it's down 18%. So unfortunately for consumers around the world, it does mean that they're going to pay higher prices. Tonight, uh, uh, in our time, uh, we're probably going to see OPEC increase their cuts. And basically that means the oil price may be supported higher. So that's just a little bit of something to keep yeah, on your radar. Yeah, very much. I'm now interested in what's been happening with uh, these Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales, of course. There was some expectation going into them last week, we were reporting here at Ticker, that perhaps they wouldn't be as strong because people are hanging onto the purse strings a bit tighter at the moment. But it seems like we have seen some record numbers. What do you think it'll mean for company earnings? Yeah, spot on. So that $20 billion record spending in the US uh, across uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday just phenomenal, $6 billion, uh, in Australia. So what that's probably going to translate to, given that we did see that record number, we're probably going to see record company earnings reports, so record earnings growth uh, in this current quarter. So that will probably translate to shares uh, picking up uh, potentially or likely in Q1 of next year. So we know uh, currently the, the share market is is taking a haircut, taking a bit of a breather, given it's had a cracking run. But we should hopefully uh, and likely get some better than expected earnings numbers next year. So that'll boost uh, the share market. And indeed, uh, those consumer stocks that have been real beneficiaries of these record sales. And we've been seeing this data showing inflation is now slowing, but hiring, that is in terms of jobs, growth is actually slowing. What do you think this means for investors? It's a great question. So we know tech stocks have done really well this year, but because what you've just touched on, so inflation is actually slowing, uh, but we do know uh, big business are actually saying consumers are changing their spending habits. And so if you exclude uh, the record um, spending that we've just seen in retail, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, if you exclude that, uh, we actually know that consumers around the world, they're basically spending more on staples than they did on consumer discretionary items. So what this means for the share market is we're probably going to see staples companies, so think supermarkets, uh, chicken companies, and we know chicken is is now the preferred meat in lots of parts of the developed world. Um, But then also think about healthcare stocks. So healthcare stocks and 
consumer staples actually underperform this year. So they're probably going to see a turnaround next year. So that's something for investors, I guess, to keep on their radar. And if you just think about chicken, um, we know that the wheat price is down 30%. Um, and chicken businesses are actually charging high prices. So you've got chicken prices that are higher, turkey prices, and we know uh, what demand is uh, is going to do uh, this festive season yeah. for turkey. So, yeah, it basically translates to higher earnings. Uh, we're also seeing uh, the investment world, so I guess smart money, we, we sometimes call it, actually increase their positions in health companies uh, that are, have got strong repeatable cash flows. So they're, they're deemed what we call quality. So that means regardless of the economy slowing down, which we know is very likely next year, uh, GDP is going to slow across the world, uh, particularly in the US and Australia. Uh, so that means no matter how people change their spending habits, mm. uh, those Quality companies will probably do well, like healthcare. Quality always are the ones that make it through. Thanks so much for that, Jessica Ramirez there from Moomoo. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for your time. And we'll have more ticker right after this. You're watching Ticker. We'll have more in just a few minutes. 